You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. First show of the week, baby. First show of the week. That's right. For for our purposes, first show of the week. What is up, everybody? And welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Oh. Monday air horn. Oh, yeah. Monday air horn. Steam on the air horn. Yeah, you know, it's, it's understandable. We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up uh, and gamble along with us. It's lots of fun to do. Trade deadline week. We got a lot of stuff going on. I have a feeling it's going to be an eventful one. And because of that, I brought in some reinforcements. We got Dane Moore from the aptly named Dane Moore NBA podcast on the show. Great name. Yes, it is a great name. And thank you for having I feel like I was just here. You were like, just here. Literally like 10 days ago. You are, you know, you're basically a member of the show. I, I am. I, that's, that's what I consider an, myself. An alternate. I'm on the payroll. Uh, Dane Sorry. also is a uh, Minnesota Timberwolves beat reporter, beat writer, beat podcaster, all of those things. So he's going to be our Timberwolves expert as the Nuggets are on a home and away against the Timberwolves. But... For the first time all year, playing the Timberwolves rested. Kind right. of. Right. The first time all year. Are you? Is that worry you? Seeing a yeah. rested Nuggets team? <laughs> yeah, of, of course. I mean, well, they took a rest last night. I mean, that, yeah, that this was, is true. I was saying to Harrison before, that was one of the dumbest games I've covered in a, in a long time. And I mean, it, it was just nothingness, right? I and know. and uh. it's been like every time they've played Denver, it's been something like that. Right. There's been a Denver related excuse so I'm, I'm actually excited for tomorrow because i know in timberwolves world like you're kind of looking at being the six seven eight seed like denver is very much a possible first round matchup for this sure. team so it's interesting to me because we haven't we haven't really seen it and no cat still so it's, it's 
It's not like the Wolves. I know are, that's are the other thing. Yeah. Either, so we, we should we should mention that. Yeah, the uh, Nuggets have to do this with one division opponent every year because last year they played the Jazz three out of four times on the second night of a back to back. I don't get it. Like every team has next them. year, I just it's don't probably get why it would ever be a division opponent. I just feel like when you set the schedule, that should, there's certain things you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Division opponents with rest advantages, it shouldn't happen once, of course, but three times it shouldn't happen for Denver. Last year, Utah. This year, Minnesota. It's really weird. Uh, over here, wearing no shoes today is Brennan Vogt. No, there's. Dane, these are called subus. You're not okay. wearing any socks. Though. They're they're outdoor. Ant wears those. Does he really? Yeah. Vindication, man. Is Holy, that vindication? that's massive. I don't know that is, dude. He's 21. <laughs> <laughs> not vindication at all. There's just no socks on. Uh, it's just yeah, like, honestly, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. They're slippers, over here, bro. Like honestly, if this Listen. was like a restaurant, the grade would get lowered for the. You guys know what my this is a restaurant. Yes, this is actually <laughs> it's a restaurant. What that's am I talking about? Point, Dane. Uh, and then, of course, the man with the wind in his hair, yeah. Harrison Wind. Um, I'm wearing shoes with socks. Yeah, and you look good, by the way, Wind. I haven't, you know, you, you really do. I don't wow. know if it's a haircut. If it's Dude, a, thank you, man. You know what? Cor- yeah, you're right here. Yeah. That's nice. All right, guys, let's get into it because we do have a this lot of topics corduroy. to get through with Dane here this week. Um, and I'm going to start you off so hot. I'm putting you under the pressure cooker. Let's do it. You're comfortable on the show now, so now I ask the hard-hitting ones. Is this team better without t- Towns? I mean, you just said he's not there in this game, and I'm kind of thinking, like, I wish he was. You have moments of like genuinely thinking that. Uh, I think the answer is no, though. Um, there, there are just as many instances this season. It's kind of switched, right? Like the Wolves, Carl's entire career have yeah. been a problematic defensive team. Yeah. And then they're decent last year, right? I mean, they're they're a bottom ten, like fluctuating between like 18th and 20th in in offense this season. So they do need more offense uh, on this team. I, I think the real question is, is like, does he fit? Like, or how yeah. does it, how does it fit back in? Because the reason the Wolves are even like in the playoff mix right now is Kyle Anderson has been huge. I mean, and obviously Ant has taken off, but like the replacing cat with Kyle Anderson has been a, a really good fit and really allows them to do a lot of different things. I mean, when they played the Nuggets a couple times ago, like Anderson, Guarded Jokic right. and Gobert was off ball. I really like that look. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's I think one of the kind of toughest ways you can guard Jokic. I mean, still he still had like twenty eight or whatever in that game, but um, yeah, that is they, the they way to guard Jokic though. But here's the thing: you talking here is almost convincing me the other way, which is I wasn't convincing. Well, no, <laughs> because you're saying since then you know Ant's been playing well. Well, maybe he's playing well because there's more space early on in the year. That wasn't that his complaint. Like it's didn't he have a great fire quote where he's like, "There's no room." Didn't for me he to have go? like no dunks or something? Over yeah, the like first month or that might have been a little bit to do with the 21 year old pudginess. Yeah. Okay. Did he come into the okay. season a little puffy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't? Let's be honest. Yeah. It's not well, like it was Jokic weird because it was, like, it was supposed to be all muscle. There was like reports that came up. He right. put on 15 pounds and his body fat went down. And then you're like, okay, no dunks for the first like right, two right. weeks of the season. It's a little but, bizarre. But uh, I mean, dude, he is he's something. Now. I mean, it's it's like a 27, 5 and 5 like every night. And that was the biggest thing with him was just inconsistency for, yeah. for the first two seasons. And you can kind of just pencil it in now. But He's getting his, and yeah, but to your question, like, is that because there's no cat? Like, yeah, to some extent, the consistency of those of those numbers. I'm just saying there's been nights where you go, this team needs more offensively. And Carl didn't have a terrible defensive season last year. He The, first, the beginning of his career, defense was a major problem. If he can be solid there, 
that should I think that should actually move the needle for the Wolves pretty substantially. But hmm. you need you need horses. Like I've I've watched a lot of Wolves this year, and they have a lot of clutch time losses where it's just like they don't have enough guys out there. Yeah. And it's it's just Ant, and the defense knows that. And there's and I like these guys as role players, but there's a lot of like Austin Rivers and Nas Reed, and I like having a team identity is important. But there's no version of this Wolves team that's the best version of themselves that doesn't include Cat, just because of the talent, right? And they're so young. I mean, I think that's what people don't. You, you add Rudy, and you add like this this veteran, but they turn the ball over like as much as anybody in the league. And there's so much like. We forget, you know, Ant is 21. Jaden plays a ton. He's 22. Like, Nas hasn't really gotten a lot of experiences. He's 23. Jalen Noel plays a bunch. He's 23. Like, it is it is an oddly young team that was, like, supposed to be a contender by, right. by adding Rudy Gobert. I think that's the late-game stuff vote. Like, that has definitely been problematic, and they don't have anything to really go to consistently other than D'Lo in isolation or, right, or, right. or Ant in isolation. They were good late game when they would like kind of run their little horns v action thing with D'Lo, Ant and Cat right there. I was that's that's tough to guard for for anybody. So if you can get Carl back in the mix and his head's on straight, like yeah, this team this team should be better with him. So you're talking about this from a pure basketball standpoint. And I understand even though I disagree. Cuz I'm going to go on record here. I disagree. I don't think that the Towns go bear pairing works, but more importantly, I don't that think That was the question you asked though. Well, you asked are they better at basketball right now? Do I think big picture they should keep those two together? Probably not. But I even mean this year. I mean, the Wolves are playing some good basketball in Towns' absence. For arguably their best of the mm-hmm. year. And I'm just saying I don't think those things are – they're not a one-to-one. It's because he's gone that they're playing well. Yeah. But I do think that it's a big factor in it, and there's probably something to be gleaned from it. But either way, whether you agree or not from a basketball standpoint, here's the real reason I think that it's a problem. This is Ant's team, in my opinion. I know this is a weird dynamic. Like, we get into this. Whose team is it, really? Some teams, it's not clear. Some of the comments from Ant earlier, where it was like, we all know who the problem is, or we all know what, what the problem is and why we can't get here. Whether he was, like, inferring or trying to imply a player, whether he was trying to say this or that, I think what it really means is, does a team know who they are? And when you have two guys who are kind of even talents but completely different needs... It just becomes a like, what is it we are trying to accomplish? And I think sometimes when you take out one of those pieces, it's like, now we know exactly mm-hmm. what we are. Not that we're better or should be better, but it's just everybody knows what we're doing. They're getting so cooked in transition for the first 20 games of the season, just playing two centers. So I, I was the one who was asking Ant that, and it was it was funny. Like All the other guys in the locker room, too, like turned to like, they were like, you know what it is. Right. And it's that playing with two centers – they were they could not get back in transition whatsoever. And as the other players and they're stacking up losses, there there was real frustration. Now the frustration is removed. Like I think the vibes are pretty good with the Wolves right now. And yeah, Carl's not there, but I, I do think the vibes would have progressed right. had Carl been there. Mm-hmm. I think it was so much to do early on with a lack of familiarity and it being probably a bad fit too right. with, with with two bigs. But I do think it would have similarly progressed if, if Carl... Like, I don't think they have a worse record right now if, if he was if, there. If Carl sure. would have played the whole time. I, yeah. I, I don't think so. Well, one of the things that a lot of people just don't understand about NBA teams is you just need time to mesh when you have new pieces. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets were so bad defensively early on this season. Yeah. Like, they ranked 28th in defense for the first couple months of the year. Yeah. They were, like, down there with teams who were trying to lose. Like, the Rockets, the Spurs, the Magic. And if you ask guys about it, they were like, yeah, we just don't know how to communicate with each other because we 
haven't played together before. Mm-hmm. And we were here on this show being like, oh, man, they just don't care. But I think there's actually like a real thing about playing together and knowing each other and like learning how to communicate with one another. You know what's interesting is last year, January 1st, the Wolves were the number one offense the, the rest of the season. I'm actually just curious. I don't know what the answer to this is. And it just kind of flipped a switch from there, and boom, they're going. And the same thing has happened this year with, with January 2. And I wonder if it has to do with Finch's scheme. And, mm. like, this co- he's, he's very much one of the play-random coaches, right? Like, it is <clears throat> as unstructured of an offense as you get in the league. And I, I wonder you mix a lack of structure with a lack of continuity that that just hurts you at the beginning. And so that reflects really poorly on Cat and the Gobert pairing. Like, maybe, I, I think we just have precedent from last season that it took time yeah. to acclimate a new group to playing under Chris Finch and his little artistic Finchian way right. of playing offense that is just kind of like playing, you know? And and it, it has to... I think it needs to, to click in a little bit more. I don't know what it could be other than that, but it's two years in a row that they've been a completely different team come the turn of the mm-hmm. new year after about 30 games, whatever it is. Um, when does T- Towns come back? Do we know? It's, it's you know, Did you know Connelly how that stuff just goes. say before the end of the season, definitely. Before <laughs> the end of the season? Wow. It, but they're not, they haven't set a timetable at any point. ESPN dropped like four to six weeks right afterwards, and that was like four to six weeks ago was okay. when that would have been. And so we don't know. It's been it's been one of those situations where it's been kind of uh, cloudy yeah. at, in terms of what's going on. And you mentioned this already a little bit, but you know Tim Conley. I think he has a lot of positive traits and some negative ones, perhaps you know, or TBD or whatever. But one of the ones that I you can't convince me otherwise is I think he is a great culture guy. At least he was in Denver. He was an incredible, like, at helping set the culture. Do you feel like there has been, I mean, it's been tumultuous, but do you feel like the culture is m- really improving to where it's like, nope, there is something positive energy going on with the org? I don't know. Um, it, it's, it's hard to say. I think there's just, I mean, it's gotten better, and, and, and I think the culture has gotten better, but... When all the things that seem to stack up that get better are things that kind of directly don't work with Rudy. And mm. and so it's like, I don't want to give Tim the credit for sure. a culture when the most problematic thing to the culture right now is this presence of a second center. Not the culture. Not, Rudy's not like a bad teammate or anything like that, but the players are like, okay, we... We have to run pick and roll. We have to run lot. We have to give Rudy touch. Like, he's posting up all the time. And it's like every time things break down and aren't clean, it, it almost always goes back to Rudy. Or, and that's not all on Rudy. It's like Ant, too. Ant can't throw a lob to Rudy to save his life. <laughs> like, he can't. And he has, like, 14 assists to Rudy this season. <laughs> wow. Like, maybe it's 17. It's this like, is like the it's new, under this 20. is Donovan Mitchell, too, right? There might be something more structurally to this. This is the thing: is there might be something more structurally, not about a weakness in Gobert or this or that, but just the way that you play when you're on the court together. That, yeah. you know, I don't know because it's just like what happened with Donovan Mitchell. He had four passes a game or something like that. Some total. It it is eerily similar. I I mean, Ant too has never like we've asked him about this. He's like, I've never played with a rim roller in my life, like yeah. college, high school, anything. He's He's that's he's always played in like five out offenses, so of course that's why he loves Nas and like 
and that's what the, those come from. He's like, yeah, I, I prefer a spread floor. Pop it, yeah. But that's just because I think that's what he's, you know, he's done before. There have been guys, though, that have worked with Rudy, and they're kind of like the same guys. Like, yep. Joe Ingles worked great with Rudy, yep. and Kyle Anderson works great with Rudy. Mm. And it's kind of like moving at a different pace, like hitting them on the roll later, hitting them on the lob later. And that really takes a more advanced basketball IQ than, again, the 21-year-old's the going to have, or Deal's trying to sling in those, like, right. pocket passes off the bounce, and Rudy's not very good at catching. And like, there's, there's the contract there's pressure, too, for some reason of we all know where Rudy's real utility is, but because he's paid so much, he's got to get touches. It at least feels like, right? I'm sure in his head that's the case. And it complicates what might otherwise be, like, in some ways he's arguably the best role player in the league, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, an elite defender and all that, but offensively it's it's not a glove-on-hand fit for any modern offense. I think he gets passed to more because he makes $40 million. Right. Like, there is a pressure in that, whether it be organizationally, coaching, like all that. If it was just, you know, if it was just a straight role-playing, rim-rolling, it was Nerland's Noel, right? Like, they would not pass to Nerland's Noel as much as they passed to Rudy Gobert. Sure. And I would say those are, like, pretty similar offensive players, right, in a vacuum. Um but that part is kind of weird. It seems forced a lot of the time to get to Rudy, though, again, increasingly less so as the season goes right. on. The fan base coming around on him at all? Or is he still kind of like never going to be the beloved one? Well, it's tough. Ant has everyone's heart. Of course. So it's the same for it's the same for Cat. Um, you know, it, it's Delos kind of the, the really good example of that where. Dilo's having his best season. And last like you, 20 games or something, he's shooting like 50%. Dude, it's insane. His, his shooting numbers are insane yeah. this season. Uh, net impact, not, you know, not so much. So it's not that people are totally wrong uh, about that. But yeah, it. I think Wolves fans go, this group of the four, Dilo, Ant, Cat, Rudy, it doesn't make sense to them. Um, and, you know, I guess the front office is holding out that it is one of those time things. But, yeah, pretty much it just seems like everybody really likes Ant. That, yeah. that, that seems to be the vibe. He's very likable. And Nas. Nas. Everybody loves Nas. Really? Yes. yes so Everyone here, too. So Yeah, same thing in Denver. <laughs> everybody <laughs> likes Nas. Yeah. I think he'd be a great fit here, man. Um, oh, he'd be so good. Let's take a break, our first break. But on the other side, to start to frame the conversation about trades, you know, in the NBA, especially with the Nuggets, I kind of want to know what Minnesota's short and long-term goals are because I feel like that's not quite defined. <laughs> I don't know how helpful I'm going to be. Yeah, we'll walk through it. We'll, we'll, we'll work yeah. it out. Oh, man. Look, when we were in Serbia over the summer, we used this product every single morning. Rakia. That, too. Good guess. But yeah. before the Rakia, it was Athletic Greens. That's right. One cup of Athletic Greens every single morning. Uh, if you guys want better gut health, if you want more energy, if you want to optimize your immune system, check out Athletic Greens. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's lifestyle-friendly with whatever diet, however you might be eating. Uh, Athletic Greens is going to hook you up with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets, athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance um also if you want to kick off the new year with new gear built to last check out our friends at shady rays shady rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles and 
much, much more. Shady Rays has one of the coolest deals that any of our sponsors do. This is exclusively to DNVR listeners. Shady Rays is going to hook you up um, if you go in-store at Park Meadows or if you go online, ShadyRays.com, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's an awesome deal. 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. I got an idea. What's that? A little Valentine's Day gift. Oh, nice. Valentine's Day gift. You got yourself one? You got a pair? Free one for your significant other. My significant other would break up with me if I got them shitty race sunglasses. Just FYI. (laughs) That's a a really poor way to end that ad. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough one, but okay. I would say. Great work. I think it's like a better gift for like a friend. All right. I'll take them. I'll take them. You get one, I'll take them. I'll, I'll hey, you I'll, up in all with sincerity, something. I got my wife some before Christmas ahead of our trip uh, down to Mexico. Loved them. Nice. Super pumped. Nice. Nice. So nice. Uh, we have different, <laughs> different significant others. ShadyRays.com. All right. Let's get back here. Let's try to define. So I think that the Timberwolves are a team in flux. They're a feel-good story right now. I am, of course, under the impression that they'd be better without Carl Anthony Towns, but whatever. Here's the thing. You just mentioned all the guys that are young. They're not a lot of veteran players. I think their best days are ahead of them should they decide that their best days are ahead of them. A lot of teams get to this point. They feel like, oh, man, we've had talents for a while. We got this. Let's go all in. Mm -hmm. And I just think that they can probably approach this deadline as well as their next year a little bit more patiently, and it'll pay off tenfold in the next two seasons. What do you think their short-term goals are or should be? Can you give me an example of what just being patient at the deadline would look like? Does that just, I mean, are you suggesting like getting off of older players? Here's, here's what I mean. And I'm not even going to bring up specifics. I'm just saying right now the Minnesota Timberwolves are one game out of the four seed. And I think when you're that close, there's a temptation to say like, hey, man, we could be home court advantage if we just make know, a yeah, move yeah. that just gets us over the hump. And it's like, well, you got over the little hump. But maybe it costs you, as opposed to, I think you'll be a playoff team. It's not a given. It's actually, you're also close to being a play-in team, and then it's like, whatever. But I think there's a foundation in place when you look at the McDanielses, the, uh, obviously the Ants. You know, you've got some players there that I'm like, hey, maybe this is the gap year with some players, but you move on to eventually you have a new iteration of this team. That's all I mean. Yeah, well, I, th- I think functionally it's, it's tough to make a win-now move if you're the Wolves. You don't have picks that you can trade. So you couldn't even go get that like sixth, seventh man, you know, the three and D guy that everyone's looking for. Like they couldn't even add that really if they sure. wanted to. So any sort of move kind of like hinges on D'Angelo Russell, Nas Reed or Jalen Noel, and D'Lo's on a max and the other two guys are on a minimum. So it's kind of hard to even play the like fake trade game with them. It's I, I think any move you are making or not making is is committing to one of those guys, right? Mostly like Nas or, or D'Lo. And, and I think Nas is the most interesting example of it's like that for most teams, this is a really good development story. Like this should be a guy, you know, you want to keep, you start him on a two way, he's making nothing. You want to extend him and, and keep him. But it also doesn't make much sense to keep Nas Reed. He's never functioned as a four. Like it's always been a disaster when he's played by Rudy or by Cat. So you're really looking at him being the third center on your team. So why would you keep him? Right. You know, you know what I mean? And that is the youth movement thing would be to, oh, let's extend Nas, four years, whatever. And I, I, I don't know. I think Tim has this weird, is in this weird situation where he kind of needs to like make moves now, like maybe a Nas extension that doesn't make sense in the current construct of the team. Or like 
Bones Highland, for example. If you traded for Bones Highland on this roster, to me, that makes no sense because you shouldn't, you don't want to play Bones Highland next to Jalen Noel or D'Angelo Russell in your backcourt because now you got three guys who have just as problematic defensive issues. But maybe Bones is like your one guy once D'Lo and Noel are gone. So it, it, it's, I've never covered a deadline like this where it's, it's not, it's not a buyer or seller thing. It's, it's kind of like a little bit of 3D chess for them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I don't know what the right move is. And so much of it has to do with like, what, what could you get for D'Angelo Russell? What are, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the big question. I don't think that Minnesota is looking to make the big like Towns move now or anything like that. That's probably, they literally can't trade him right now. Oh, really? Because he signed that Supermax oh, extension. Oh, so he's, so he's like, okay. Yeah, so he the earliest in. they could is like in the July 7th or whatever once the moratorium ends. Okay. Um, and then D'Angelo would be the only other one. But like mm-hmm. you mentioned, like that's, I don't, I don't know if the market's for there for him. It seems like yeah, it'd be a little Yeah, I mean, rushed. I think you're getting like a best case, like a Kyle Lowry or a Mike Conley, like another. Uh, no, like, I, think, I think for that, if you were going to trade him again, this is why I was bringing up the short and long-term mm. goal is because you might take a step back in the short term if you traded him yeah. in a deal that set you up for better success. If you were looking at this team saying, we want to make the playoffs and maybe we can, maybe we can't without it, but we're going to be so set up for the next three mm. years if we do things right right now. I, I would do the, the do things later right yeah. move. Like that, that was the... The biggest thing that didn't make sense to me with Rudy outside of it being as many picks as it was, was that it seemed like a move that was so betting on Carl Anthony Towns' prime right. rather than Anthony Edwards' prime. Like, yep, I agree. Ant, Ant isn't going to – Rudy will not be on the Timberwolves by the time Ant's in his prime. Yeah. Like, and now, till 2029, you don't have first-round picks that you can trade right. when you're necessarily, as you guys have gone through with Jokic, going to need to piece together right. a roster. That's Every year, it's like – Put it back in the bowl. Stir it up. Like, what, yeah. do, what do we need now? And they don't yeah. have many ingredients to be able to, you know, go get that guy. Not to yeah. do the cross-sport thing, but I honestly think this is what happened to the Broncos is they had five bad years. Yeah. And it was just like, this is taking too long. And then you make a rash decision that actually sets you back another five years. And I just think Minnesota's in a similar spot. I mean, the Towns, the, the Gobert-Towns pairing, whatever, that's in the past. But I am just saying that right now I look at it as like, man, we haven't done this in a while. We're right there at the four seed. And you have a tendency to want to be like, let's do it. And then you're like, well, this didn't actually bear fruit long term. It just kind of gave us one little seven game series. I, mean, I just I don't know what the do it is though. Like yeah. I don't I don't know what the win now. Move it could is. just be yeah. getting cap back. Yeah, and, and I, I think I, I think if you're Minnesota, I'm so out on terms. I think if you're Minnesota, you just kind of push the can down the the road to next yeah. summer. Yeah. Like, and if I know Tim Connolly, I feel like a classic trade that he would make here. I don't know if it'll happen, but like Nas Reed for Bones Highland feels like a Tim Connolly trade because this happened in Denver a lot where if the Nuggets had a guy who was coming up to be a free agent like Nas Reed is and couldn't retain him on a team-friendly deal, they looked to trade him. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with Malik Beasley and Wancho, Aaron Gomez, when they got traded to Minnesota, actually, Mm -hmm. ironically. Um, And then in return... Like you get a second draft guy that you can like kind of bet on that a team has soured on. It's so like Nasri for Bones Highland. That seems like a Tim Connolly trade. Second me. draft. Tim Connolly trades are usually second drafts. I mean, yeah. Trey Lyles, you know, was a second. Will Barton was a second draft guy. It's yeah. guys where you're like, I think, and Bones to me is a really great second draft guy if you oh, have yeah. the cultural infrastructure and opportunity ahead for him, which I don't know if they do. But like, he's very likely to be a good player. 
Yeah. So that's a great second draft. You're taking him because the situation yeah. was bad that he was in. Yeah. The only thing, I mean, Dane, I don't know. To me, part of the emotional weight of the disappointment around the Wolves or the initial disappointment is that last year there was real momentum. Yeah. And like, well, this is a very different Wolves team. It's also a very different West. They're a game out of the four seed. There's a there's still a chance to we say kick the can down the road, improve on last season, keep the organizational momentum going forward. There, so that was the whole reason there, they made the Rudy move. Yep, yeah, hold on. It, it was to do that. To keep going forward. Yeah, they're, so. they're, they're also a game out of the twelve seed. I understand. I'm just saying it's a little this is where things can get so confusing is yep. you can't phrase it one way without phrasing yeah. it the other. But they are a two game lose streak away just, from being out yeah. of the play in. See what you have this year and um, that can, can I ask you guys about a Bones Nas trade from the Denver side sure. of it? Yeah. How impactful do you think adding Nas let's just say that was the trade right now? Like how much does Nas move the needle or not move the needle for Denver? Um I think he would sh- help shore up a second unit that's been like the biggest weakness on the Nuggets this year. Like the bench has been. You didn't like how DJ played last night. <laughs> <laughs> he played what? <laughs> Get to it. No, I'm yeah. actually interested in this answer. No, I mean like the second unit has been the black eye on the Nuggets all year. Um, the backup center position has been a big question mark. Zeke Naji's been good at backup center. Do I trust him in the playoffs? No. I think Nas Reed is better. Um, so, you know, from that angle, I think it would definitely improve the Nuggets for sure. Here's something to consider, and I'll hear your response on this vote, but part of what makes Zeke work is that he allows you to switch everything. Yep. And there's weaknesses to that. The offense hasn't looked good. I think Nas Reed's an offensive player, not a defensive one, personally. I think he's, he's a better like, I think his player. defense is actually... Switching like, is his best coverage, though, I would say. So, okay, so maybe then it does allow you to switch. My thought was, if you add a center, a true center to that lineup, does it make your switch defense a little bit less? And therefore, is Nas Reed adding enough offensively to make up for the defensive deficiency that you bring there, mm-hmm. knowing that it, that lineup wasn't a plus anyway to begin with? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, the Nuggets bench... The Nuggets team was a much different team last year, but the Nuggets bench was good with DeMarcus Cousins. And Nas Reed is kind of similar to DeMarcus Cousins, wow. I think. <laughs> the DeMarcus Cousins of last year. I think they're actually very really? similar. Yeah. He's that in his game? Yeah, he's like an offensive playmaker. I mean, he's a good man. shooter. Yeah. Adam, I promise if Nas Reed comes here, he is like one of those guys who will I, really. I mean, I Paul liked him. I've liked him for a while. Like going back, I even mm-hmm. liked him. I just again, he's more of an offensive player, and I think he takes away the versatility. Of I that hear that unit, point. That, that's yeah. the only thing. He so, might do that, yeah. And then on top of that, there's the like he's a pretty good player. He I is. don't know that he he might just be a two month player for Denver. He might be a runner. I mean, he wants a bag, right? Yeah. Nazarene. He. I mean, he's made like six million total dollars in yeah. a four year yeah. career. I think, and I don't know if the Nuggets would be in that business. I just don't think he like the bench is such a small part of this that I don't. He make if he makes them better, I think it's marginally. Yeah, and then it's uh, is that the best thing you could do? And by the way, the answer might be yes. I, Nas is gonna be a, a good player in a couple of years. I don't know when that's gonna mm. totally happen, and and that that I think is the crux of this a, a bones for Nas type deal or or just Denver trading for Nas in general is is can he be impactful right now when you're trying to go win a championship? And if that's the case, or whoever the center is for Denver, like yeah. then you're wanting to pour in more assets, maybe even something on top of Bones mm. for, for that type of trade. And if I'm the Timberwolves, that's the, the only team I'm trading Nas to. I'm not just doing Nas for like 
two seconds mm-hmm. and, and, and picking that up. I think he, he has shown enough upside potential and serious game to be like, unless we can get something that's significant here, relatively speaking, then let's do the extension thing and then let's, let's ride it out or let's just have Carl still not back. And I don't know what the hell's going on with right. Carl. So like right. you, they might just need to keep Nas for that reason. But I, I, I wouldn't do bones for Nas straight up. You wouldn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I'm like, if there is one player that I am like highest on relative to the market with the wolves, it's Nas. Interesting. Um, so that might be a, a little bit of that there. But I think if, if I were Denver, and I thought that Nas could make an impact this season and get rid of that 12 minutes a night at backup center from being that black eye, I would. Con- I would. I don't think it's a terrible idea to give even more than than Bones for them. Though you guys know the value of Bones, and it's as low as it's ever been. Now I think if we had this conversation a year ago, it'd be like what Bones Highland for it Nas. Been, it would have been right. absurd. I will it's say it's not absurd anymore though to say right, that right. that even more should be coming back from death. In right. my opinion, I'd be surprised if it was just Bones for Nas. Yeah. Actually, mm, I mean I don't think you do it if you're Denver. Like you're not that desperate to trade Bones. I mean, there is the weird scenario. The well, worst scenario. I think is you. I think that ship has sailed, man. I don't. I don't think so. Well, right. I don't think so. I mean, you don't. You. What are you wanting to get back for Bones? Like, what would be a a first round pick? Would be yeah, nice. I mean, I think that's that's now almost moved into the best case scenario. Just because I don't think Denver has. If you found a ball handler for a second unit with size, get it. I just don't think Bones is worth that. Like yeah. even the B version of that. So. Um, that so I think it'd be hard. You're just looking at a pick because that's basically kicking the can down the road, saying I, we got an asset, we traded an asset, and got an asset, and it's even, and you don't have mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. I try and get Jalen Noel back in that trade if I were Denver too, because he, I mean, he's not having a good shooting season, but he is like discount bones, yeah. and and <laughs> yeah. you know, and watching like kind of like night, Noel, yeah. like. They could use like they really have in the Atlanta game and against Minnesota. Obviously, you know they're they're more dust. That second unit misses Bones and Jalen has that you know that type of game too. So maybe it's like your ninth or tenth man or something like that. Right. I, I think you know that means getting a pick in it too, like th- throwing Noel in there. He is he is discount Bones. Yeah. I think what Cal- what Calvin Booth has to do here. There's like we've seen him do some good things. I've said I've been on record. I think Calvin Booth has the right vision. Like in talking to him about basketball, I always walk away going like that makes a lot of sense. That's how you win with this Nuggets team. So I think he has the right vision. Then the question becomes, do you turn all these pull these moves off? Like you can have the right vision, but can you get it? And one of the things that I think I'm interested to see, I just have a default bones fetches you a pick of some sort, you know, some some type of asset in that regard. If um but there's always the opportunity for you to take advantage of a situation, meaning some team had big plans at the deadline. They fell through, and all of a sudden, a GM yeah. is sitting there going, I'm two months away from being fired right, unless right. I tell my owner something big here. And if that becomes like the, the good GMs just seem to find a way to get that phone call in and be like, hey, you're <laughs> not sitting too pretty. I got a way to get you out of this hell you're in. Mm-hmm. Bones Highland is a great player. You play him for the next two months, and you're going to see it there, and you can sell that. And so that's what I want to see. And Bones has years left on his deal too. Oh, like for sure. Like that Nas is an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Like Bones should be more of an asset than than Nas or than a lot of people because he's that two more years and then restricted free agency. Like that is a very important element of assessing Bones' trade. I don't. Sure. I don't think Denver is looking to trade um, Zeke Naji, but he is from Minnesota. He is. He is a good young player, and more importantly, he's a good he provides. Kid. 
He's a good kid. He has good defense and shooting. I mean, allegedly, his shot hasn't been perfect this year. I but think it's coming around. It is coming around. Maybe He's starting to make him again. But he has size, a power forward that you could put next to a Towns because he can guard. Is he a player that you think would make sense long term in Minnesota? I I actually went to the same high school as uh, right. as nice. uh, Zeke did, so I, I should really. Is he I, big I, there? Famous around those parts? Or? Yeah, I mean, relatively so, I guess. Really? I'm just joking. I, I would I, not I, have guessed it anyway. I, I don't know. Uh, he's a lot. We would not go to high school at the same time. <laughs> that's what you're asking. Um, I'm not super into Zeke Nagy on, on the Wolves. I'm, I want more like Jaden McDaniels, Kyle Anderson type fours that you squint and there are three rather than you squint and there are five. And I think Zeke is, is, is that. Yeah. Um, though, like, what do you... What do you think Tim's into on the current roster? Like, I mean, he Tim drafted really Zeke. Like Tim's know. into guys that are nice. Bones and Zeke. He, that is true. Bones and Zeke. I think he would be into. I don't. I mean, more Bones than Zeke. Typically. Yeah, for sure. Zeke is, he, he's Bo- Bones is a Tim Connolly guy. I, I mean, if, if there's anybody like out there, that's. I mean, Tim Connolly drafted Bones. <laughs> like, I mean, you, you know this, guy. Dane. One of his opening quotes with you guys was that he literally said his method of evaluating is asking himself, "Is that boy nice?" Yes. That's a real thing. Nice as in a nice hooper, not as in a nice No, person. yeah, as in nice with the rock. <laughs> yeah, nice with and the rock. that's Bones Highland. Um, and then the, the Zeke part of this, I'm so curious like, to know what the plan long-term was because, to me, Zeke would fit with uh, uh, Rudy Gobert as this like stretch player who can shoot the three from that spot, gives you size, can mm-hmm. guard. I don't know if he does with Towns, but if you were looking at a backup five who could play a little four as well, to me that would be like, okay, that's the plan there. If you're keeping both players long term, it doesn't make any sense at all. But neither does Naj Reed. So right. who knows? Well, and then they have like, I don't know if there's a huge distinction bet- in their eyes between Zeke Naji and Nate Knight. And the, the, the Wolves, for some reason, have five centers on their roster. <laughs> and they actually like. Luca Garza, kinda, too. Yeah, Luca Garza. He played well the other night. Yeah. Like they actually like. and. I mean, Luka Garza is a better shooter than Zeke Nagy is. Is he? Like, yeah. yeah. He knocked him some down the other night. I mean, and obviously Zeke would be a way, way better defender. So, you know, like that sort of thing. But I just, I'd be shocked if this team added a big um, at at the deadline. It would need to be like in the midst. Hey, maybe it's bones for Luka Garza. Let's let's get all of Yugoslavia. Actually, I will bring it up. I would vote here. You were were saying something. Well, it's not Garza, but you were just in terms of packages, right? Like there is something to Denver keeps trying to play Zeke as a five. He's a four. And you're talking about what is Nas Reed's role if there are two centers, star centers in Minnesota. He can't really play four. Well, Denver needs a five. So maybe just like if it starts with bones, but there's just work to be done yeah. there in terms of the. We got to take a break. Noel and Zeke. Yeah, and yeah. yeah we got to yeah. take a break. On the other side, though, we'll talk about just what Minnesota needs, just to, to put a button on the Minnesota Denver trade, and then we'll just start talking about some bigger things about where do we not want Bones Highland to go, and maybe a little debate on who deserves the opened uh, roster spot in the All Star game more: Anthony Edwards or Jamal Murray. Ooh, okay. Uh, Jive Hive. If you don't know what Jive Hive is, it's a virtual dispensary on wheels. Uh, go to jivehive.com. They serve a bunch of areas throughout Colorado. Uh, Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, various areas of El Paso County as well. Jivehive.com, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. If you're just chilling in your house, on your couch, watching the, nu- the Nuggets game, 
Want a little delivery mid-game? Check out Jivive. I mean, they're perfect for that. A virtual dispensary on wheels. They've got great pricing. They're convenient, great privacy and security on their orders as well. Go to jivehive.com. Get your order delivered the same day or schedule a delivery window. They serve Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument Fountain, and various areas areas of El Paso County um, as well. At uh, DraftKings right now, guys, NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers commit $5 and win $200 in bonus bets bets instantly also for a limited time all new and existing customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every single day so download the app now sign up with code dnvr new customers can bet five dollars on the nba get two hundred dollars in free bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with code dnvr minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details also, quick DraftKings pick of the week. Can't wait for this one. Fire up the app. Oh, man. Always Nuggets minus six and a half versus the Timberwolves. I'd love for the night. Nuggets to make a statement game. I would, too. I doubt they will, though. I don't think it's going to be a statement game. I'm going to take Minnesota plus six and a half. Man, I would go the other way. My pick of the week is the opposite <laughs> <Okay>. of Harrison. <laughs> uh, Minnesota plus six and a half. I still think the Nuggets are going to win, but I think it's going to be a close game. When was the last time a line switched by 15 and a half points <laughs> by, by this playing is the, the same team back to back? That's a DraftKings pick of the week uh, right there. Nine points is also an insult, too, to be honest with you. <laughs> you roll out and you're like, hold on, who? Who's out there? Particularly oh, after that Atlanta game, I was like, when they like didn't have like the good Nuggets yeah. players, I'm just like, this group is so bad. And <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I would yeah, hammer so, those. Yeah. In that there game. are a lot of players on the end of the Nuggets bench that just like can't play. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's harsh. Um, just I, so, I, I just want to ask these ones just so that <laughs> the chat knows I'm asking. You know, Jaden McDaniels would be a perfect Nugget. What is the price? To, actually, let me give you this one. Let me give you this one. I'm going to make it hard on you. Give the case. That the Wolves should trade Jaden McDaniels. <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm, yeah. There is no case. Either. All right, well. <laughs> it, it, you, like, they are so desperate for wing defense. Yeah. And Jaden is awesome at it. Like I think he'll Elite. make an, an, an all-defensive team. And it is just so important because they lose Patrick Beverly. They lose Jared Vanderbilt. They lose Malik. B. I mean, those were the guys who were defending on the wing. And now you're left with... That puts Ant on the ball more often. D'Lo, like D'Lo is off hitting every game last season. You can't do like Jaden is so important defensively to what the Wolves did. I mean, the word was like when the Gobert trade was going down is that if they would have put McDaniel's in that trade, the Wolves could have kept two of the unprotected first round picks. Mm. So that worth two, sets, two unprotected picks is. I mean, and he's gonna be like if I was his agent, I'd be like. He's extension eligible this summer. I mean, I'd be push, pushing for twenty five plus million a year yeah. just because the Wolves are so desperate mm. for for what he brings. And he's clear he's going to develop even more into an offensive player. Like, it's just one of those guys that you you have on the team that you cover, and you're like, nobody really knows how good this guy is I, yet. And it will not no, nobody knows, but like, I think it's switched this year though. It's it's moving it's moving in that in that direction. But like, I think Jaden Finch loves Jay. he compared he compared him to Scotty Pippen. After his Sheesh. his his uh, rookie year, like Finch is, uh, they they will 
hold on to what? What's the <laughs> diamond fingers? Diamond hands? Yeah, diamond hands. Diamond uh, hands. Jane, Jane's not going anywhere. So you would be very shocked if there was a Bones Zeke Jaden McDaniels <laughs> trade. <laughs> yeah. no, I said Harrison. I said Jokic. We'll do it for Jokic. Yeah, for Jokic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys don't need another center though. You're not <laughs> going to so bring true. in another Man, center. Collecting centers over there. Zeke in the deal. <laughs> but not All right. Zeke, you could have Garza. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to here. Give me the list of the teams that Minnesota most wants to play, or you most think they should want to play in the playoffs. Yeah, I've, th- I've thought about this, and the standings are like jumping around so yep. much. Obviously, if you're a team in the bottom half of the Western Conference playoff group, you know six, seven, eight, the Kings are who you want. Obviously, way more than uh, the Nuggets. Or Not the for Grizzlies. fit reasons, just because you think they're the weakest team. And. And I think with the Wolves, it's really important of I'm looking at matchups of how can Rudy be weaponized in the mm. series, probably on defense. And I don't think Sabonis presents a real like floor spacing issue with, with Rudy in the playoffs. Um, I, I just think that that's the, the ideal matchup for them. I think the Wolves with their heads on straight are a similar caliber team to, to Sacramento. I think the the question that I've gone back and forth, and probably the more likely question is, is Nuggets or Grizzlies? And you know, not to like offend <laughs> Nuggets listeners, I, I I think it'd be better for the Wolves to play the Nuggets in the first round. Almost the re- beat the Grizzlies last year. They they did. They had a very different team last year, mm-hmm. and I'm I would be very concerned about the Wolves against the Grizzlies in a playoff series from a physicality standpoint. The Wolves are not physical. They would get punked on the glass. Um, in, in that, I'm not saying it's a huge difference between mm-hmm. those two. I'm really into the idea of what we saw the second time the Wolves played the Nuggets, where you let Rudy spy off of Aaron Gordon, and and is able to limit Jokic in some way. With it was Kyle Anderson on the other one. I, can Cat guard Jokic? Can that? Can you put Cat on Jokic in a playoff series with Rudy spying off of Gordon? McGordon shot four of eighteen from the field in in that game and was just kind of perplexed by not getting guarded. Now the issue he had 12 offensive rebounds that game. Like that's what you give up by by going that direction. I I really I don't think Denver is a terrible matchup, a, a terrible choice out of terrible. Like they're all bad options. Right. They're really good teams up there. Um I, I think if you're the Wolves you'd rather play Denver than than Memphis. That's Are you offended by that? Um no, I'm not. No, I mean I, I don't. I, I'm, I, it's curious because I, we just don't know how Denver matches up with Minnesota. We haven't seen it. Mm, yeah. So a lot of this stuff is kind of weird. You do have this t- might offend you. I'd rather play Denver than Phoenix or Golden State. That's I mean, very offensive, Dan. I, <laughs> I take a lot of offense. You, to that. You'd rather play Denver than the defending champ and four-time NBA champs. Like that one's not offensive. Um, and honestly, even Phoenix. Like I think everybody everybody loves to clown Phoenix. I think everybody universally loves the clown. That's, that is true. They're very I like easy to. Yeah. But I think everybody in the back of their mind is still like, they have it in them yeah. to be really, really good. Yeah. So we'll see. We don't know if they have it in them to be champions, but we know they have it in them to be really, it's really be good. annoying in a series. Who does Denver at least want to get in a, in a first round match? Golden State. Golden State. Yeah. And I think, and then Phoenix for me would be a quick number mm-hmm. two in that order. So, um, yeah. Would you rather play the, the Wolves way. or the Pelicans? The Pelicans. Rather, rather play the Wolves or the Pelicans? Mm-hmm. Probably the Pelicans. Oh, I would say me. I would say Wolves. It's a best player problem. Yeah, that's a good reason. In the playoffs, just mm-hmm. Pelican just you know Ant's going to play before. in the playoffs. You don't know if their best player is going to. That's play a good point, Dane. <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah, just Bo- assuming both teams healthy. I think are are have a wide 
variety of outcomes right now. It's getting smaller every game that goes by because there's less and less season. But both like New Orleans can be really good or really bad, and Minnesota to me can be really good and really bad. I if you told me that. Denver swept Minnesota in a playoff series, I would not be surprised. And if you told me that they lost surprised. to them, I'd be a little surprised. But I would, I would, it wouldn't be like out. It's not out of the realm of possibility that there's really? something that gives them a heart. You know, like no, it really did fluster them being able to throw this length or something. I don't know. So. Um, I would be lean, obviously, more towards Denver handling that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying the obviously wide they'd be so. massive favorites there. I, I don't know. I mean, would they be able? Do you feel super confident in like the KCP um, Bruce Brown like guarding the Ant type of guy? Do you like we got our perimeter defender guy? Whether whether it be Ant or you know Paul Den- George or Denver something. Denver like only that. struggles with one thing. I know it's crazy if you don't watch them all the time, but they only struggle with one thing, and that's pick and roll. And I know Ant can run some pick and roll, and he does some of that stuff, but it's not. It's different than Donovan Mitchell, speedy, turn the yeah. corner, and it's like you got to throw all the bodies at him. It's much more of a. How are the Wolves the team that doesn't have pick and roll? <laughs> like, I mean, that's just, that has been my thing. Like, Rudy, actually, but even even just they don't the role, run it. Like D'Angelo Russell's really that's good, crazy. but even he is a different type of good pick and roll player. It's really the Damian Lillard. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing. Like, the Wolves are not a good pick and yeah. roll team. They just don't do it that often. It is yeah. not. It is nowhere near the part of their identity that I thought it would be. I'm telling you, I don't know what De- Denver in the playoffs has played. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, one of the best pick and roll. Duos of that era. Yeah, you played Dame Lillard, one of the best pick and roll players of that era. You've played Steph Curry. Like, part of me doesn't know if Denver's actually bad defensively, or if they just keep going up against the best pick and roll <laughs> options possible. And you then can they make played a team in the Clippers who just goes your turn, my turn, and smacked ISO, them. ISO, ISO, at least and, on the stretch. And by the end of that series, the Clippers just didn't know what to do. They were solved. I mean, yeah. that was a, they solved the Clippers. Yeah. With regards to the Wolves matchup, I thought there was something more kind of valid to the matchup problems last year. It, like, there was a physical edge to the Wolves yeah. that I think is lost, and they played in a way that I actually thought was the one thing Denver was lacking. I mean, last year they were lacking their best players as well, but there was just, like, an in-your-face ferocity and, like, kind of edge to them that I don't really see this year. This year, to me, I think it seems a little bit more just rest and Denver not having their guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I would think in a seven-game series it goes Denver's way. Yeah. we got to move quickly. So here, one, give the case. There's going to be an open, at least one open spot for a playoffs because Steph Curry's out. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, that Steph Curry news is now they're saying like four weeks or something. It could be a like minimum. Might, it might be a major development here in the uh, playoff saga. <sighs> for we'll, sure. We'll talk Absolutely. about that at another time. But um, make the case that Anthony Edwards deserves that spot. I think the... The coolest thing for me covering Ant this year has been seeing him evolve into a leader. And and it was I mean, it was rough when Carl went out. And you know, they're they're ten and eleven and everyone hates the trade and things were bad. And and I thought at that time I was like, All right, Ant, like, it's go. Like, go do this, lead like lead the team to keep him at five hundred, maybe a game or two over five hundred. And he did it. Like he he really did that. He did it efficiently. He did it in adding to his game. Um, I, I think he is the only reason the Wolves aren't a complete dumpster fire, at least for this season. Right. And and I don't mean that to take away from you know, De'Aaron Fox. I didn't really know Jamal Murray was in this conversation, but I thought you were actually joking when we sent it to break. Um <laughs> I wow. guess that's just because I hadn't really been thinking about it. But, I mean, Ant, what Ant has done this year, 
to me, has, has really exceeded expectations. And at a time, they needed to do it. And the number one case, the number one reason it's silly, I think, in the first place, that it was like a no-brainer, Paul George and Jerry Jackson Jr. over them. I mean, Ants played 20 more games, than, or like right. 18 more games than those guys, too. So what, you know, what are you valuing um, in that situation? The Clippers, I value playing. Clippers and the Grizzlies have better records than, than the Wolves. So I, I, I get it to that end, and I guess I get that with, uh, with Jamal Murray there, too. And that's Aaron the Fox. Jamal Murray argument. It's like he's contributed to winning. You know, like the, the Nuggets are the number one seed. When we talked, though, like two weeks ago, you came on my show, Harrison. You said if they should get another one, it should be Aaron Gordon. What what changed? Uh, that was, yeah, that was like two, three weeks ago. A- Aaron Gordon, he was the guy for the first half of the season. He's he's tailed off, though. No, I And Jamal Murray's come on. Yeah, I would yeah. say he was the guy of the first 20. Jamal's been the guy of the last 20. And then in between, there was just a blending. They both were good, but it was <laughs> literally like a, what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying it was more stark. It's not like. It's not. It, it it wasn't just like Adam this, and then it went to this. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> Jamal, that there was Jamal a point Murray's where it, really come on over the last twenty games. Like yeah. since he hit this game winner in Portland, he's he's been back. Like he he's been the guy. <laughs> um, Gordon was the stabilizer mm-hmm. the first half of the season when you know Fact. Jamal was missing games. He wasn't playing in back to backs. Some nights he would have twenty five. The next night he would have ten. Gordon was the rock, but then you know Jamal Murray's kind of come on. More, Listen more to this. Phil, both guys are shooting forty six point one percent from the field. Effective field goal percentage fifty three point two to fifty three point six in favor of Jamal. I mean the same basically. Mm-hmm. And then points per game, uh, Ant is averaging four point five more points per game, but on three point two more shots. So mm-hmm. basically, their numbers are the exact same. A little higher usage in, in Ant's case, but yeah. And, and I don't know. You apply it to like the team and what. Not that Denver didn't need Jamal Murray to to right. be with this. Sure. This was that would be the the case I would make is the Wolves would be like totally have the same record as like the Magic right now if Ant yeah. didn't step up. I I think Ant deserves it definitely and over Jamal. One guy. What about over Fox? You it, didn't go. It, it, what would you say between stats? Box plus minus. Also, Murray one guy plays edge. with Jokic, man. Like one yeah, guy's so pick true. and roll partner is Rudy Gobert right now. And Ant has been significantly better than Jamal defensively this season. Okay. Okay. All right, let's take a break. Our last quick little mini break here, and then at the very end, we have a fun graphic to make for you about Bones Highland. Nice. Uh, Bacchus and Shanker, guys. The the thing about Bacchus and Shanker is they win for Colorado families. Uh, When you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is here to help. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And the coolest thing about them is... They're free until they win money for your case. No upfront fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients. And they serve all of Colorado. And they have neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. They've got 30 lawyers and 100 staff members. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They even help you if you're injured at work. They have the easiest phone number to remember as well. 222-2222. That's it. 222-2222. Call them today. Find out if you have a case. Back is in Shanker. They win. All righty. Back here. Let's talk real quick. We did bring these out. I want you to give where it's, it's actually for us. Where are the Timberwolves going to finish in the standings when it's all said and done? You want like a number or a number? Right now they're four, hanging on by an edge. It could go either direction real quick. 
Oh, wait, no, right now they're seven. Sorry, right now they're seven. Yeah, I was like, the, I, didn't, I didn't check it this morning. Yeah, Did yeah. everybody it, lose? It, it, it's pretty spot. It, they, they, they they they're been, one like, game back of four. What do you... Okay, I'll answer. I'm going to say six. I'm, I'm curious what you guys think how Dallas is going to move in the standings for the mm. rest of the season. I Man, this is tough because the uh, Golden State move complicates this a little bit. Yeah, it pushes I it think down. Dallas will move up. Well, hold on. I'm going with Minnesota first. I'm going to take under six. I think they're mm. a playing team. I think the Clippers are probably in. I think the Suns are probably going to be in. Sacramento's obviously staying. And that means there's one last spot that is for Dallas, Minnesota, Golden State, New Orleans, Utah, Portland, Oklahoma City, and mm-hmm. the Lakers. I just think that there's a complication that's going to arrive when you get Kent Towns back. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. Probably, it's, I'd set the line at like six and a half. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I I'd, go, I'd go under. Six, seven, or eight is where I'm anticipating the, the Wolves finishing. Yeah. yeah, seven, probably seven. I'll take under. So we all went under yeah. on, on the six pick. Okay, Dallas is a, possible. Dallas a wild card though. It's an. I, I get your question. I, I they do know. play seventeen of their final twenty six games on the road. They're on the they're road. Twenty six. Dallas yeah, oh, definitely. No, under. no, no, no. Minnesota. Does. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely under. Then under. Yeah, Dallas. Where do I think they're going to go? I think they'll go up. I, I think actually, they'll go up too. I actually think this I move works for for one season. I don't think it works next year, mm-hmm. but I think it's like. Yeah, I think it works for. Four months. This is yeah, exactly. And that's all they need it to. And I actually think Dallas becomes a little dangerous. All right, Kale, uh, pull up the graphic real uh, quick. Uh, they were in the Western Conference Finals last year, man. I'm just gonna give it to them. They're tough. Like Luca gets you 90 percent of the way there. Is Kyrie? Could he ruin a series? Yes. Could he win a series? Yes. Yeah. That's my official. Thing. What happens the first time he yells at? Kyrie Zoom in the a little there. He yells at Christian there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna. I'm gonna list out some names. I want you guys to help me. Dane, you can kind of chime in if you want, but you two help me. Places you do not want to see are places that would be bad for uh, Bones Highland to go for Denver I love versus this. bad for him personally, okay? The Los Angeles Lakers, would that be good for Bones and good for Denver? Bad for both? What do you guys think? Um, bad, f- bad for Denver. For sure. Bad for Bones. <laughs> you think it would be bad for Bones? I'm with yeah. Wind. I'm with Wind. Just because, Bottom like, line. lifestyle reasons? Yeah. Like, supremely bad? <laughs> he would that get far so, in the corner? He would get so hyped up by the Laker media machine. Oh, man, man you're right. It could not be good for his mental. <laughs> I think we move this one closer. I think it's in that quadrant, but I think it's only a foot in that quadrant. He's not I definitely defense. think it's bad for Denver. Think so about I would how much the Lakers the, are yeah. hyping up Max Christie right now. Uh, now imagine they have Bones Highland. My God, you're he's, right. he's he not be, playing defense in LA. Either, look, man. man, I don't know that it would be that bad for Bones, though. I mean, he would become famous. He might get a music deal. I'm you just, know what? I'm, I, I'm just talking about his basketball career, but okay, <laughs> it might be bad for his basketball career. It might be great for his personal career. He might career. get a music deal. Right. The yeah. Phoenix Suns. They do shrooms in LA. Um, I think this. That was a good joke. <sighs> bad for the Nuggets. Bet, like better than the Lakers for Bones, though. Okay. What makes it bad for the Nuggets? Like a team you're going to see a lot, a team you're going to catch in the playoffs. Like what? I think it's that. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah. You, you traded him away to a place where now you're. Is, is he gonna? Is this gonna come back to like? And we hate burn these the teams. Nuggets? So Eastern we, Conference also, is universally them. good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely more likely okay. to be better. I mean, there is I'm one team. Now. There's one team that's going to come. I don't up want there. him to thrive for our foes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. So you think it's like right there, Harrison? Probably. I mean, Chris Paul might hate Bones Island. (laughs) Might. I I don't know, man. You know what? Like, who's Uh, their good campaign? Little trash talk, like whatever, little firecracker trash talker, and everybody likes it. It works there. Like, Bones might actually. (laughs) 
But yeah, campaign God. was like <laughs> bones when he yeah, was twenty. Right. Yeah. Cam- campaign's is. kind of held. I think feel like he's grown up a little. No. <laughs> All right. The Seventy Sixers. Okay. okay then. Seventy <laughs> uh, Sixers. Oh, dude. Um, this is good for bones. This is gr- great for bones, and it's yeah. it's terrible for uh, for the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I would put it all the way in the corner of. It, the, it, uh, it is worse than the. Yeah, it's so bad for the Nuggets. Like Bones would start hyping up Embiid. He one hundred percent. He's the best big I've ever played oh, with. Like man. immediately, we, we <laughs> couldn't take that. We just we couldn't take that. This would be the worst case scenario for oh, sure. They start. He and his camp turn into anti yoke guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure they would. Yeah. Clippers. Um. That'd be really good for Bones. The Clippers would be a great spot for him. Would Bones play on the Clippers? I don't think Bones would play on the Clippers. John Wall for the Clippers? He's a buyout candidate. John Wall for they Bones? They kind of need a... He's better than Reggie like, Jackson. They, I, I, he's I better than John Wall. I don't get the whole Wall. idea that they really need a point... And is Bones like a point guard, point guard? I, I don't know. No. It's right. kind of similar to their bucket kitters. Right? Washington Wizards. That's random. Um... Good, Maybe good, for good, Monte good Morris. for the Nuggets, good oh, for okay, Bones. Okay, okay. Good for the Nuggets, good for Bones. I agree. I think this is the ultimate would be good for both sides. If he yeah. went to Washington, it's so far away. Washington's not in the finals anytime soon. You don't have to worry about any of that. Is this just where we put our former guys out to pasture now? <laughs> it might be. DC. Go see Wes. You'll like it out there. Go thrill. see Uncle Wes. <laughs> You'll yeah. like it. It's nice and peaceful for you. The weather is nice. Are we going to get the wolves on it's here, not, Caleb? Yeah, let's get the Timberwolves. Why not? Let's go Timberwolves. I actually think it would be great for Bones. Yeah. I think He's I think back it, with Tim. And I actually think it would be okay for Denver just because I think it's not a thing that would pay immediate dividends. Although you never know. I don't know. Bones is pretty pissed right now, and you might play the Wolves in the If you the had him in the playoffs, round. that would be Ooh, tough. That first yeah. round series would be juicy. But I also think as great as Bones is, this year he's not ready to guard the Nuggets in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, he might go for 30 and still yeah. be a minus five against the Nuggets. Yes. yes. I don't think it would be good for the Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> I think lower it's good. quadrant, can we do like half, like a two-face thing? I don't know. I would call that one like right in the center. <laughs> I, th- I think that one's close to like it's not no, great here, or bad. Here's what anybody. we call this. We call no one really wants this. But Nobody Tim. really wants this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to go with the Chicago Bulls. What if you got him in on a little Caruso deal of some kind? How is Bones if he's in Chicago? They're a bad team. Yeah, Levine's good probably for, out good there. Good for the Nuggets. Good for Bones. I agree. I think this one's not quite like it is with Washington. I think it's a little more inside. I'm on very both confused angles. as to what you guys are wanting <laughs> to get back for Bones. Yeah, me uh, too. I mean, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> We've the, kind of given up. The Indiana Pacers. Oh God, uh, bad for Chris Bones. Duarte. I've heard bad his name out there. Uh, I'm out on Duarte. Um, Why? Because he's 30. I just don't think he's that good. <laughs> 26. He's 26. Close enough. I mean, I actually think that one would be good for Nuggets, and uh, I think it'd be good for Bones. I mean, I guess they have a couple. They have a guards. lot of guards. They have a lot of. You're right. It's bad. You're right. It is in that that That's lower quadrant a little bit. Um, last one I got for you. Then here we'll do Pistons. Same thing, right? Too many guards. Who are we getting back? Jaden Ivey. Let's do it. A pick. Oh, okay. Uh sure. Yeah. Good for Nuggets. Good for Nuggets. Good Detroit for Bones. Feel Would it be Sadiq good Bay? for Bones to go to a place where it's like bad team, but you get yes. 20 shots? Are you That's kidding? A, yeah. He would go Probably. off in these teams. Yeah, he would. Probably. He would. Cold weather might kill him, though. Real quickly, just real <sighs> quickly. Like if, if we said Trailblazers. Um, bad for everyone. I feel they, like he is love the last guy the Trailblazers would want. <laughs> so true. You got Anthony Simons, Damian <laughs> yeah. Lillard. 
How about how about bones? Yeah, they do not want bones. <laughs> yeah. You never know, man. You never know. All right, that's bad for everyone. All right. Thought that was a little fun little graphic here of where you could send them. As you can see, the Eastern Conference good, the Western Conference bad, and our absolutely hated enemies, the worst of all. Uh, that does it for today's show. DNVR Buffs is coming up. I wonder what they're going to talk about. Probably Coach Prime they and the football team. They, they <laughs> coming. Uh, everybody, check out Dane Moore stuff, the Dane Moore NBA podcast, if you want to hear more about the Timberwolves. <laughs> Primetime Nation Buffs <laughs> podcast. Let's go. Let's Greater go. Than. Buffs in. All right. We'll see everybody next time.